Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 28, Impossible Goals. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, my fellow foodpreneurs. Uh, How are you doing? It has been an amazing week here at DFS and SFBDI. It's been spring break, so I've been getting to spend some time with my kids. I'm home this week, and it feels amazing. And there are so many new and interesting and crazy things going on in my life that I just love it and I love being able to sit down every Thursday morning when I record this podcast and share with all of you all the things that are going through my mind. You know, I put all of my best stuff out here on the podcast because it reaches so many people and that's amazing and I just live love like living in that possibility of how many people can benefit just by listening to a podcast like on their drive totally blows my mind and so I actually have an ask for you all this week if you know somebody in your life like a fellow foodpreneur who would benefit from this podcast I would so appreciate it if you would just share the podcast. Um, Just send it to one other person that you know That's and and say, hey, take a listen to Dr. P. See what she has to say. See if it it would benefit you. And I ask that because the more people we reach and the more transformation that we get with foodpreneurs, the better, stronger, local and sustainable food production we're going to have, the more wealth and the more community we're going to have through sustainable food and sustainable agriculture. And that, my friends, is an amazing result. And that's what we are talking about here today. We are talking about amazing, amazing results. You know, last December, I sat in a hotel room doing my end of the year review of my life and my business. I do this every December and my friends, we're going to do this in the power group and because it's really that transformational. But this past year, I actually did it a little differently. I wrote out the 25 things that would make the biggest change in my life if I did them. And I wrote a ton. I actually probably wrote more than 25 things, but you know, like 25 things is the goal. I wrote about clients. I wrote about sales. I wrote about weight, kids, family, drinking, money, debt, house organization, going on vacation. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And then I asked questions. If I did only one of these things, what would make the very biggest difference? Um, And I'm not kidding y'all, I sweated a lot. My heart raced and I was super uncomfortable um, because I wanted to change all of the things, not just one. But I decided that I was going to constrain. 
because constraint is everything. I was going to pick one thing out of the four or five dozen things that I had written down that if I achieved it, my whole life would change. Why did I decide on only one thing? Because I know that constraint is everything. How often do you hear from marketers that if you do this one thing, it will change your life completely? You hear that a lot. And that's basically the way Frank Kern earns all of his money. Well, you know what my one thing is? Constraint. Super sexy to sell, don't you think? But guess what? Constraint will get you everywhere. It has gotten me life-changing transformation around profits, around anxiety, weight, and sleep, and really who I am in the world. Don't you want that? You want to be able to go out there and bring in that wealth and build the community that you yearn for. I promise, my friends, it's through constraint. And believe it or not, despite the title of Impossible Goals, this whole podcast is about constraint. When I talk about writing a supply chain program, what are you doing? You're constraining to a single set of suppliers. When I talk about sanitation, you're constraining to a single way to clean. And goals, goals are no different. Right now, it's the middle of April. What if you knew that if you pick a goal today, your whole life would be different in 30 days? How do I know this? Because constraining to do what you said you would do and doing it no matter what for two weeks at a go is completely life-changing. I have experienced weight loss, better relationships, more money, less anxiety, and I even drink a whole lot less because I decided what I was going to do no matter what. So go and make a list of at least 25 things that seem impossible for you. And for some of you, it's going to be to get an SQF audit. For some, it's going to be to launch a product. For some, it's going to be to create a new line of packaging. For some, it's going to be to make your first million. Just write it all down and keep writing when you want to stop. But don't wallow in self-pity and don't take more than 30 minutes to do this because your brain is going to want to start to whine and complain because this, my friends, is what brains do. Then I want you to take a look at your list and ask yourself, what's the one thing I could do in the next 30 days that would make all the difference. And pick that. And notice how your brain freaks out. And tell it to calm down, my friends. We already know that the goal is impossible anyway. And so there is like seriously no point in freaking out about it. The freak out is totally given. And it's normal. And it's a sign that you are on the right track. One of the first things that happens when we set any goal is that the brain seizes up and tells us why it's a bad idea and won't happen. And often at this point, we scale our goal back to be more realistic and more reasonable, also known as way more comfortable. We repeat this process with most of our goals until we end up making very little progress. 
And this is the reason many of us shy away from goal setting. We don't want to be uncomfortable and ultimately disappointed because we know we won't follow through. When you start your goal with a different language, your brain really loses its scaling back to comfort effectiveness. You already know the goal is impossible, and so you already know that you'll fail. Uh, And so now what? What is your brain going to argue with now? If you already know your goal can't possibly happen, it's totally impossible. So your brains might say, well, if you know you're going to fail, why on earth would you do it? Because, my fellow foodpreneurs, your alternative is also failing. Most of us, we just fail ahead of time. We set a goal and then we defeat ourselves before we can even give it a solid effort. And we think that this type of failure is better because, you know, nothing lost. We didn't spend any money. We didn't have to do anything too hard. But friends, that's a lie. You're really losing out on a lot. You're losing out on the learning. You're losing out on the knowing. You have no idea what your lost opportunity could have been. I think a lot about the goals I've accomplished. If I had decided that they were too hard and failed ahead of time, it would have cost me my current life and the amazing clients and income I now have. So even though we believe if we don't try, we can't fail, I really think that's a lie. Failing ahead of time, my friends, is still failure, but you learn nothing and you stall all of your evolution and your growth. And if you think about it, failing repeatedly is actually how we accomplish most great things. You know, I'm a veterinarian, and there are so many veterinarians that year after year apply to vet school and don't get in, and then they adjust fire and they do everything they can to make their applications better. How many of us did that when we went to go get a master's degree or when we tried to get a job, right? You just keep failing until you succeed. And in the process, all right, we will accomplish great things, but that's not even why we're doing it. We're just, we aren't just willing to fail so we can win eventually. I'm encouraging you to fail for the sake of learning how to fail and learning from that failure. I am completely convinced that this is the most important skill I could ever teach you because you never know where your failures might lead you. But your failures ahead of time are guaranteed to leave you nowhere. They will just have you repeating the life you already have by believing in excuses, which will give you evidence for why you can't progress. When you set a goal and you go after it with a willingness to fail, you're going to gain so much wisdom and experience and understanding and self-knowledge. These are the strategic byproducts that are often more valuable than the attainment of the initial vision to begin with. You don't want to fail on purpose in order to escape discomfort, but folks, The discomfort comes anyway. 
Discomfort comes with that product that doesn't sell, with the shipment that got screwed up, with an audit fail. I have been there with you. I know how miserable it is. But by not showing up to all the stuff that you need to do, that's an escape fail and it doesn't provide you with any value. If you knew there were other things that you had to do to pass your SQF audit and you didn't do them and you just winged it, it feels pretty miserable to get that super low score on your SQF audit, right? And you failed ahead of time and you didn't do the stuff and you're miserable anyway, even though you were happy in the immediate decision of deciding not to do stuff. So your escape fails are things like not doing your internal audits, overeating or overdrinking when you plan not to, not following through on your commitments, not setting a preventative maintenance schedule and following through on it, not taking action, changing your mind, staying confused, giving up, lowering the standard and deciding you don't want to sell to anybody who requires a third-party audit, making excuses and justifying your own inaction, buying equipment when what you really need is better thinking. That is probably one of the biggest escape fails I see. All y'all think that if you just buy the new equipment without changing your thinking, everything's going to be better. And that's what we call changing the circumstance. And it never works. You're just going to bring yourself along for the ride. And yeah, all of these things could be considered fails. But this type of failing is the failing ahead of time that doesn't really create any strategic byproducts. When you dive into failure ahead of time, you want to be curious but strong with yourself. Escaping and buffering are the opposite of what we're going to do in this coming month, right? Escape failures are actually failing ahead of time, which means avoiding the worthy failures that keep us evolving. Not trying at all is an escape failure. So if your goal is to pass an SQF audit, the hour you spend every day this week writing specs and not getting them right will be a totally worthy failure. Spending three hours changing your logo would be an escape failure. And the more worthy fails you can accumulate, the better. Why is failing important, you ask? Because we're taught never to fail. That Fs are bad when we're growing up. Fail on an inspection and there are serious, serious consequences. So do it right or don't do it all. Um, And in food, frankly, there are some things that we absolutely have to get right or people die. Show up to that shit, people. Stop pretending that it's okay if the grinder doesn't get cleaned or the slicer or if you don't understand the lab report. If you're okay with those sorts of fails, you're in the wrong business. But in an awful lot of stuff, do it right or don't do it at all, steers us away from beginning things and changing and growing. If you limit yourself to what you already do well, your world becomes really, really small. When you open yourself up to doing the impossible and failing regularly, your life becomes so much bigger. 
writing, working on your projects, speaking, coaching, making a million dollars, running a marathon can all be included in your life when you're willing to fail at the practice. When you're making a souffle and you are failing at the rise on the souffle, you're cooking, you're learning how to do it. You might be failing at whipping your egg whites right or you got your oven temperature wrong, but you're still learning. If you're willing to make that souffle and fail at it for an entire year, you might end up with a product that you could make millions off of, or you might not. But regardless, you will know so much more about yourself, about eggs, flour, butter, and how your oven works and understand the process of souffle so much better at the end of it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go write that list, pick something, and know that it's impossible. And write out, this is my impossible goal for the month. This is the date and time by which it'll be accomplished. And this is the exact result that proves that it'll be done. Now, I want you to brainstorm on all the reasons this goal is impossible, but only schedule 30 minutes to do it. All right, write all of those, write, write, write all the reasons it's impossible down, okay? And now, I want you to think of somebody who could accomplish this goal. Think of somebody who has already accomplished it or someone who, if they stepped into your life right now, they could totally get it done. What qualities do they have that you need to develop? How do they think differently from you? What do they do that is different from what you do? What type of person do you need to become to, to, to accomplish this impossible goal? Now, as you embody this new version of yourself, fast forward to your future and become that future self who has accomplished this goal. I do this with coaching clients all the time and we call it the before and after process. And I want you to go back from your previous brainstorm and ask your future self how you overcame each one of those obstacles. And then write out that person's strategy for each one. And take your time with this. Go through each obstacle and have a clear plan for how it can be overcome. I'm asking you to set an impossible goal and take massive action to accomplish it. This does not mean lots and lots of action and then burning yourself out. It doesn't mean working more hours than normal. But it does mean doing work that will cause you lots of emotional discomfort. It'll require you to work on your emotions. You'll need to allow them to understand them and to even invite them in. And this will change your life. When you understand that the worst that can happen is an emotion and that there isn't an emotion that you aren't willing to feel, the whole world opens up. Failing well means feeling. Failing well means not reacting. Failing well means not quitting or making excuses. Fall down, get up, fall down, get up. 
it's possible that you can win if you never fail. But I don't really know anyone who has figured out how to do that. Fail well, my foodpreneurs. That's what we've got this week, folks. Have a beautiful week. Hey, foodpreneurs. Have you thought about joining that power group and you're not really sure how to do it as a corporation? Well, I have super news for you. Starting this month, we are actually having corporate subscriptions to the power group where up to five people can join the power group. Y'all get workbooks, you get access to the membership site, access to the calls, emails to me to ask questions uh, so that you can come together and grow as a group. And I'm offering this super amazing value at just like, I mean, 50% off of the regular price. So five people from your corporation can join up with the power group for only $5.97 a month. It's super amazing. I would love to see you there. And if you want to join up, you can go to www.sfbdi.com slash power group and click on that second button on the page that says I'm interested in a corporate subscription and it'll take you right through there. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.